Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor Podcasts. They're our new partner here at the Mac Report, and their mission is to democratize audio. Anchor believed everyone should be able to have their voice heard, regardless of background or experience level. And if you've ever tried a podcast before, you know all the logistical barriers that can stand in your way. At Anchor, they aim to remove every single one of those barriers. Their goal is to make podcasting easy and fun without sacrificing the quality that every podcaster deserves. It's so easy with Anchor Podcasts, you can even create a podcast from your phone. To learn more, visit anchor.fm today. Welcome to this week's edition of the Mac Report Podcast. I am Mike McMahon. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to be joined by Merrimack Junior Forward. Jordan Seifert, who's coming back from an injury. Of course, he was hurt in the middle of the year, right at the beginning of December, playing some of his best hockey since he's been here. I think he was really coming into his own and establishing himself as a as a top six forward when he got hurt in practice. He tells us the story about how he got hurt, just the, re- the recovery and what it's been like coming back and uh, also you know, having to try to do some of that recovery and some of that training from home as we've all been stuck in our houses here for the last couple of months. So it was really good uh, to talk to him and catch up and see how he's doing in his recovery. And uh, also really glad to hear that everything's going so well. So we'll be joined by him in just a little bit. Uh, Just a couple of news items to hit on before we get to Jordan. Uh, The Merrimack football team released their schedule for this coming fall. Uh, Again, hopefully the the fall season can start on time. Uh, But right now the football team is scheduled to open on September 3rd, it's a Thursday night at home against Holy Cross, and that's a big game. Holy Cross is the the defending Patriot League champions. Uh, No question the biggest non-conference opponent that Merrimack has ever had on its campus up to this point. Uh, They might get some more. You know, we don't know what what their schedule is going to look like in future seasons, but right now, Holy Cross will by far be the biggest home game, I think, in the history of Merrimack football. It's the biggest opponent that they've brought in uh, to Merrimack's campus as a home game. There's no question about that. So the schedule, we'll run it down real quick. September 3rd, that's a, a Thursday night, 7 o'clock, at home against Holy Cross. Then on September 12th, the following Saturday, they're at home against Central Connecticut. Uh, they've also got a home game on October 10th against Long Island University and on October 24th against Virginia Lynchburg. Uh, they're on the road on September 19th at Wagner, September 26th at St. Francis, October 3rd at UNH. That'll be a fun game uh, and not that far uh, for, for fans to travel to either. October 17th, they're at Sacred Heart. October 31st at Robert Morris. Uh, November 14th at Presbyterian. And then November 21st at James Madison. So that's a pretty good schedule. The second year uh, in Division One FCS competition to have 10 out of your 11 games uh, to be against FCS opponents is, is not bad. It's pretty good. Um, some teams have to go through a little bit of a tougher transition where it's hard to get games. It's especially hard to get home games. So getting a Holy Cross on the schedule in year two at home is is a really really good get. And I think uh, I think we'll see Merrimack probably return that trip the following year or maybe a, a couple of years afterwards. Uh, two other news items to hit on. Uh, one is a lacrosse news item. Um, Charlie Bertrand, one of the best players in Merrimack history, maybe the best player in Merrimack history, uh, is transferring to Virginia as a grad transfer inside the cross. Had this first reported uh, earlier this week. He's got one season of eligibility left as a grad transfer, and according to Inside the Cross, he chose Virginia over one of the best teams in the country, over Delaware, Richmond, and Notre Dame. Noticeably absent from that list, 
Syracuse, another really good team uh, that's right down the street from where Bertrand grew up. So uh, he stayed away from Lemoyne, the Division II school that, that was really close to where he grew up and chose Merrimack. And now even when he looked to transfer, stayed away from Syracuse uh, and is going to go instead to Virginia. Uh, he's a, a two-time Division II player of the year, was an All-American in all three years at Merrimack, and of course won two national championships, finishes his Merrimack career with 210 goals. And that's in less than four years because he had maybe like three and a three and a quarter years, uh, <laughs> uh, 210 goals um, inside the cross had him ranked as the number six transfer available. And then we got some news on Merrimack's non-conference schedule for men's hockey. Uh, we've talked to Jordan Seifert in a couple of minutes. A big game for him, a big couple of games for him will be October 9th and October 10th at Penn State. Those are where the Warriors are going to open their season, of course. Uh, Seifert's a Pennsylvania native, so he says in our interview that Penn State's about a, a two-hour drive from home. So first game back for him from an injury, being so close to home, I'm sure that'll be a big weekend uh, for him. October 17th, Merrimack will be at home against St. Lawrence. Merrimack will also, um, so this season they'll host St. Lawrence on October 17th. Next year, they're going to host Clarkson for a game. And then in the 2022-23 season, Merrimack's going to go to the North Country and play St. Lawrence and Clarkson in one weekend. So those are return trips, or trips that will be returned. On October 23rd and 24th, the Warriors are at Colgate. I think Colgate comes back next year to return those games. On November 27th and 28th, it's the tournament with UMass Lowell. Merrimack is going to host Bemidji State in Miami. And I'm pretty sure... Could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Merrimack is going to be returning the trip to Bemidji. Uh, last year, of course, it was RPI in Penn State. Merrimack is returning the games to Penn State. Uh, UMass Lowell is returning the games to RPI. But I think, I think in the Bemidji Miami trip, I think it's Merrimack going to Bemidji and Lowell going to Miami. But I could be wrong about that. But I'm, I'm almost I'm like 99, 99% sure Merrimack will be going to Bemidji, and that might be in 2021, 22. Uh, if, if it follows the same schedule of returning the trip the following year. Uh, on December 10th, it's a Thursday night. Merrimack's going to be at Dartmouth. Dartmouth will return the trip the following season. When they do in 21-22, that'll be Dartmouth's first game at Lawler Arena since 2004. Merrimack's been up to uh, Thompson Arena a couple of times, up to Hanover, played two years uh, over the last, they're up there twice, I think, in the last five or six years uh, in their holiday tournament. But Dartmouth will be, making the trip down here next year after Merrimack goes there on December 10th. On New Year's Day, Merrimack will be at Brown University at Meehan Auditorium. Merrimack hasn't been down there since 2008. They last played Brown in 2009. Uh, so that'll be a New Year's Day game. Brown will come back here the following year to Lawler Arena. And then we haven't wrote, we haven't put the story up on this one yet, but a little sneak peek if you're listening to this uh, and you haven't read the story yet, if it's not posted, Merrimack will be at Yale, oh, excuse me, will host Yale, will host Yale on January 5th. And then the following season in 21-22, uh, Merrimack will make a trip down to Yale uh, the following year, Merrimack had a home and home with Yale a couple of years ago. Um, I think, you know, you know, I think that was Canisius where they did it in the same season. So I think it may have been back to back years, uh, where Merrimack had a home and home with Yale. I remember they played down there on a Saturday after Thanksgiving a few years ago. Uh, and I only remember the trip because I got a flat tire on the way down there. <laughs> uh, that was a year where I think I, I had issues with my car in like seven straight road games. It was horrific. 
Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Merrimack uh, rising junior forward, Jordan Seifert. Sage, what about this stick? I like the orange in it. No, Mom, what is this? This stick is so dusty, there's no more Geno's left in it. I can take it from here, Mom. What kind of tweet are we looking for here, bud? Just a stick so I could toss sauce Chef Boyardee style. Something more apples versus buckets. Yeah, as long as I could still snipe Bar South and Sally. All right, I got the perfect twig for you. It's going to be this stick here, mid-flex point stick, completely accurate for buy down every time. This is awesome. I love it. TSR Hockey. We speak your language. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. That way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. We use Anchor here for the TMR podcast, and it could not be easier. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. The world's greatest hamburgers are at Fuddruckers, and we're out to make the world happy one great burger at a time. Try one of our 10 specialty burgers, like the Fud 66 with Hatch Green Chili, voted number one at the New Mexico State Fair. You'll find the world's greatest hamburgers at Fuddruckers. All right, we're joined now by Merrimack, uh, soon-to-be junior forward Jordan Seifert. Uh, Jordan, how are you? I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I know uh, we've been talking to everybody, whether we talked to Coach Boric about this and, and Dan Jewell and Josh Siaco over the last couple of weeks, and the first question has always been just, what have you been doing? I mean, we're all kind of stuck at home. Everybody's doing what they can do, but what's uh, what's home life been for you? Yeah, you know, it's kind of been a hot topic, I guess you would say. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just kind of stay, uh, staying in a routine, um, doing some landscaping here and there, try to make some money. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, getting my workouts in and um, staying staying in a routine is, is pretty key for me. Um, it's tough, like uh, when when you got nothing to do and you're you know you're walking around your room trying to trying to find stuff to do. So um, having a good gym set up here at home, uh, it's pretty crucial. Yeah, I know uh, the the team's Twitter account was tweeting out some pictures of some gyms, and it seems like you got a pretty good setup there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually funny. My neighbors um sent me a message one day and we're like hey you know come over and hop in the gym if you'd like and they sent me a picture i was like wow you know this is a it's a it's a pretty good setup for me so um i'm excited about it for sure yeah and it, what was it uh coach kamal kind of sent everybody home with a with a plan i guess that's what coach bork was saying everybody's kind of got a a plan with uh, tailored to what they have available to them at home because not everybody's got the the gym set up at home yeah coach kamal has been very uh you know, uh, active with all the guys staying in touch. Um, we, we have zoom calls every Friday talking about nutrition and, uh, staying in touch with the programs that, uh, he puts forth for us. Um, every guy filled out a sheet, you know, uh, respectively to like what they have, um, uh, at their hands at home, um, like regarding, uh, home workout stuff. But, um, no, it's been good. Like a lot of guys are, are getting getting out and doing uh, things that they haven't done before. So um, it's a good time for everybody as long as everything stays positive. So, what was that whole couple of days like when, when everything kind of got shut down? I imagine just the, taking the hockey player stuff out of it, just being a student, going through the whole process of of 
things closing down, the school closing down. And then, I mean, for you guys, I mean, for almost for you and all your teammates, it's not just, you know, going home to somewhere in Massachusetts. It's, it's going home somewhere else in the country. I, I imagine that was a kind of a hectic couple of days. Yeah, it was, it was crazy because, you know, you expect to go back and expect to be with your team. You know, you expect to be at school. You expect to be going to class. Um, you expect to be doing everyday things, you know, and uh, everything kind of took a turn for the worst. And uh, I think all the guys are just, you know, upset at the fact that, like, we didn't get to get uh, back on campus and have a spring semester together um, with the group that we had. We have, we, you know, we, we obviously have a big group of freshmen and um to be able to bond springtime is very valuable um especially for for the team to be able to bond um and do things outside of campus as well like golfing and you know just you know getting ice cream and stuff with the boys etc but um no it was definitely a tough couple days you know just trying to um mentally stay ready especially for me uh going through the injury you know i didn't um i don't really know when i'm gonna get back on the ice so um it's it's tough to uh, figure that out. So it's kind of fun. I never thought of it from that standpoint, but I, re- I mean, I remember even when I when I was there. I mean, that's when everybody hung out outside of the rink. Was the spring? You know, you get back kind of from the spring break, and uh, you've got that time where, like you said, just kind of hang out away from the rink, whether it's spring weekend or doing stuff off campus. That that had never even crossed my mind. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that that whole yeah, yeah, that whole these whole couple of months yeah, are it, gone. Yeah, it's it's a good balance, you know. Like we we have our obviously have our springtime workouts, um, which keeps us uh, accountable to you know what we what we're there for. Um, but um, there's obviously always a time for fun, and uh, the boys the boys uh, have a good time during the spring. So, uh, well, well, let's talk a little bit about about your season. We'll talk about the team season too. But uh, I, I thought you were playing the best hockey we've seen you play. Uh, through November, getting into the early part of December, and then unfortunately, like you said, uh, you got you got hurt there. I guess just how the injury happened. I think the last game you played, I think it was December eighth. I think had a goal in that game too against UNH. But uh, I guess how did it happen, and just uh, what what has the process been like for you over these last few months? Yeah, you know it's uh, it's been tough. Um, it happened uh, December tenth. Uh, in a practice, it was actually a, a quick skill session with Coach Siaco, um, probably 30 minutes before um, team practice started. Uh, just, you know, doing general stuff, you know, skating as a hockey player and uh, yeah. did a cut, a cut back in the corner and my my uh, big toe got caught in the rivet and, you know, just went out on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember just, you know, thinking about, you know, what if, you know, what if, like, something's not right, you know, and like, I can't play again, but, uh, I was fortunate enough to have a good medical staff and Eric and stuff like that. And, you know, they got me the help that I needed and, um, yeah, you know, like trying to, to, to get back in the feel of things, um, during this time is, is different because I can't get on the ice, you know, so I have to do, um, other things where I can feel ready for the ice. You know, I'm trying to put my skates on, um, do some different things in the yard, like skating strides and stuff like that. But um, I guess there's only so much I can do, you know, to, to be ready for uh, September. So. Sure, sure. What kind of do you go through, I guess, mentally when something like that happens? I, I would imagine, especially in the middle of a season like that, I would imagine you kind of go through this process of just, 
okay, it happens. Uh, obviously, you're upset that it happens, and then you kind of get into that recovery mode right away and, and try to get back as quickly as you can. I remember that's something Coach Bork, we talked about it a couple of times with him, where he was like, you know, he was talking about how locked in you were and like, okay, this happened. It's behind me, though, now. Time to, to do what I have to do to make sure I'm back on the ice as quickly as possible. What What was that kind of whole process like for you? Yeah, I, I mean, quite frankly – um, I needed to be that way, um, just to solidify myself as a good, you know, as a, as a good teammate, um, getting injured in, in the middle of the season like that, obviously, you know, it's, it's mentally tough. Um, but I had a, I had a really good support group. I had someone specifically, you know, taking care of me and stuff. And, I'm really thankful for that. Um, and you know, if it wasn't for that person, I, I probably wouldn't be, you know, where I am right now. Um, and, you know, just having a support system of, you know, going to the rink every day. And, and I give a lot of credit to my teammates, honestly, you know, keeping me excited about being at the rink, you know, it, it kind of gets me choked up and emotionally honest and emotional a little bit because um, it was, it was my first, it was my first roadblock, honestly, you know, like getting injured and um, something that was pretty serious, you know, I didn't really know what was going to happen. So, um, with Coach Bork and everything, Coach Emma, Jewel, every and Siako, everybody on the staff and, and my teammates as well. Um, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, to be fully recovered like I am now without them. So sure. Well, um, I, I don't imagine you, you'd lean on those guys uh because like we were saying earlier, you're not you're not home, right? I mean, like you, you don't have family there. Yeah. I mean you're just those guys are your family, so you kinda have to they're the only ones you can kinda lean on when you're going through something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get home and you can't even, you know, you can't walk with, you can't walk with one leg, you know, and it's just, it's a shock at first, you know, it's, it's an injury, you know, you're just like, wow, you know, everything's taken away from me, you know, you gotta, you gotta adapt. And, um, it was a big, it was a big learning curve for me. It was, it was a big time to learn and get, and, uh, build relationships with people that I needed to build relationships with. Um, and I cherish every moment, moment of the injury, to be honest. So I'm, I'm thankful for it. That's awesome. Uh, timeline wise. I mean, is, is it looking like the falls you're going to be okay for the fall? Yeah. hundred percent. I'm awesome. actually, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred percent ready to go. I'm fully recovered right now. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be back in action in October. How did you feel like you were, you were playing at that point? I mean, cause like I said, coach Bork has talked about it. He was like, you know, you really, uh, he thought you and, and, and Pat Kramer specifically, you both get hurt. You both have to go through injuries, and you're both probably playing the best hockey you'd you'd been playing since since you arrived at Merrimack. I mean, it really seemed like things were starting to come into their own. Is that something you were feeling too? That just you were starting to kind of hit your groove. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, that was like a big tough, uh, a big tough part of the the ment- uh, mental aspect was just you know feeling like I was playing my best hockey I played in a couple of years. You know, going through juniors and. Um, not so much having a tough path through juniors, but playing on good teams throughout juniors and um, playing different roles and stuff like that, accepting my role. So getting back into the, you know, the field stuff and, you know, feeling my skill again, um, it, it's a good place, you know, it's a good spot to bounce back from, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's better than looking at it and being like, you know, December 8th, you know, I, I had a, had a bad game, you know, I was minus two or, you know, whatever like that. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I I, I popped one, uh, you know, December eighth, my last game, and I'm excited to make a big uh, big comeback here. So, I would think too, when you look at the schedule and you kind of know, okay, weekend one, we're at Penn State. I mean, is that I know you're from Pennsylvania. It's Penn, it's a big state. <laughs> I don't know how how oh, close yeah. that is to home, but is that close to home for you? Yeah, it's uh, it's about two hours from home. Um, and then, yeah, it's definitely going to be a big one coming off uh, coming off the injury and and being at home. I'm sure there's you know there's definitely going to be a lot of family there and stuff. So um, yeah, I'm pretty juiced up for it and ready to go. So awesome. Uh, what what was kind of the feeling just I, I guess among the group as you guys finished up the year? Because uh, I know we t- we talked to, I talked to Tyler Drevich about this. I think right at the end of the year, and you know it wasn't the end of the season wasn't what you guys had envisioned obviously everybody wanted to be in the playoffs but uh, kind of finishing strong having a really strong second half uh, whether it was uh, a lot of a lot of one goal games i mean you look at the numbers it was there was a lot of one goal games and then had that yeah. sweep that sweep okay. against providence i've said this to a few guys now but uh, it feels like especially the second half of this year that like this was it feels like this was the start of something like this was just kind of that that calm before the storm where where you're you're winning some big games against providence and then in in some of those games where maybe you come up short you're coming up short by a goal and you're looking back going geez if there was you know this this three minute segment was different maybe maybe we come out of here with a win uh was that kind of the feeling among the group that especially in that second half that you were kind of just on the verge of something yeah of course and that's something uh that's something coach boric always harped on you know like we didn't want to use excuses as having 16 freshmen in the, in, in the locker room this year. You know, um, you know, that's something that, that anybody could have used as an excuse. Um, and, and to be able to knock off a big time team like that and, and, you know, scare them of their playoff berth at the end of the year um, is huge for us. You know, having those 16 guys being fresh, being, you know, new to the program, um, they have a big responsibility next year as, as sophomores, um, cause they are such a big class. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, coming off that sweep, it, it, it's obviously huge for, for us, uh, confidence wise. And, uh, hopefully we can carry it into next year. Would you get, a, do you got to kind of get a sense too, that whether it's you or, or other guys in your class, I mean, going into your junior year now, you're kind of taking on one of those leadership type roles, even last year. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the sophomores did with the number of freshmen you guys had, but uh, is that something that you kind of cognizant of too, that, Hey, you know, your, your class and your group, uh, there's another, there's a class ahead of you, but you're still going to be kind of stepping into that uh, more of a leadership role. I would imagine this, this coming season and yeah. in the season after. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because, you know, it's, it's something uh, Bork's been harping on, Coach Bork's been harping on uh, during the quarantine is, you know, making sure we know, you know, like we, we have that responsibility on our shoulders now as well. Um, you know, that we have we have a say to him, you know, we can bring up um, ideas that's going to make the team better, you know, respectively, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 a good feeling, you know, but it's it's something that, uh, you got to you got to take with a grain of salt and take with a lot of responsibility. You know, like we have we have a good team, we have a good group um, of of staff and uh, people around us. Um, it's it's just a matter of time at this point. So you know, we're all we're all very excited. And at the same time, too, kind of working yourself into that role, you and a lot of other guys. Uh, 
you've had some really good captains that, that came ahead of you in your first two years. Uh, obviously, Tyler Irvine this past year uh, was one. Sammy Tavernier, uh, Coach Bork just raved about you know the type of captain that, that Michael Babcock was your freshman year. Uh, what what have you kind of learned from from those guys and seen from those guys and and might kind of implement you know into yourself as you kind of get into the, into that role? Uh, don't take any any day for granted. Um, each day goes by fast. Um, if if any guy that's graduated college, I'm sure they'll tell you. You know, don't look back and have any regrets. Um, you know, the guys that we had last year that are you know fortunate enough to move on at this point, Sammy, Ti, and uh, Tyler, and, and and Griff as well. Um, I, I think they all you know wanted to lay a foundation before they left, and they definitely you know they they definitely did so. Um, they, they brought a lot to the table every day. You know, we were guys, you know, guys tried to look at them, you know, and, and see, see what it was like being a college hockey player. Um, and then, you know, they were, they were in a tough spot, you know, to have 16 freshmen coming in, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's hard being in that spot as a, as a senior. Um, but I, I do give a lot of props to those four guys for, uh, taking a lot of weight on their shoulders and, um, setting a good uh, a good base for the guys that are still at the program it, it is though you're right i mean it, it is quick and it's it even happens to me sometimes where like you get to to senior night at the end of the year and i'm watching going like geez i can't believe it's been it happened this year like i can't believe it's been four years <laughs> you know it seems like yeah. I, I remember you know watching those guys that class as freshmen and uh you know sammy had a really good freshman year i mean all, all of them did and uh <laughs> to sit here and just be like wow like where did where did the last four years go it does it happens it seems like every year we say this but it does like it happens really really fast yeah yeah it does for sure you know all right well uh hey we i really appreciate it um anything else you want to add before we finish up no you know just uh, i appreciate the call mike and i and i hope uh you're you know you're staying safe and, and sane with your family during this time of course yeah we're we're trying i, I think <laughs> my, my wife and i are okay the adults are okay it's the the seven and ten year old who are going a little nuts i think they're used to being out the kids stuff. It's the kids oh. they ride and ride and bike all over the neighborhood for five hours a day huh? <laughs> they they got schoolwork to do until like two and then it's get outside just as long as it's not raining go outside <laughs> and stay out there until it gets dark <laughs> yeah, there you go there you go awesome well hey uh, i really appreciate it and thanks again yeah no problem mike uh, enjoy your night thank Th- you very much thanks you too Thanks for listening to today's episode. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike McMahon CHN, and you can follow the site at The Mac Reports. If you're a Facebook user, you can also find us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, bye. <laughs>